0: You're listening to the Greater Long Beach Podcast, where our focus is helping people to connect to God, change, and thrive in
1: life. Okay, so we are living in some very unprecedented times right now, and, um, you know, as we're heading into Easter Sunday next week, I can't believe it's Easter Sunday next week, but I will talk about that a little bit later, but I, I don't know, I was just thinking this past week, wow, this is we, nobody was prepared for this. Uh, nobody was prepared for what we're experiencing in terms of quarantining and uh, isolation and the, the, the level of uh, health issues around uh, the country and around the world and the, the amount of anxieties and fears and different things, the tensions that we're feeling. And so uh, I wanted to uh, hopefully provide some thoughts today to help us, uh, encourage us through what we're going through, and so the title of my lesson today is actually "Lessons from Quarantine," and I titled it this way because uh, the other night I was having uh, dinner with my family, and uh, we have four children. Uh, we have uh, an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, a five-year-old, five-year-old, and now a four-year-old. My four-year-old just turned four this past week. And um, so anyway, we we were having dinner at the table and I had to, you know, I announced to our family that it was the day that we found out that uh, the the school district had shut down schools for the rest of the school year. And just so you know, I had to process that myself. I was kind of holding up hope that, you know, May 3rd would be the last day and the kids would go back to school. But then uh, we got that announcement. My wife was a little bit more prepared for that shutdown to happen. Uh, I was not. I had to go on a drive and process it, and like, wow, this is real. Um, not just for my children, but also just kind of a level of man that stinks for some of our college students who are graduating, or some of our high school students who are graduating, not to be able to have a ceremony or whatever the case may be. And uh, I don't know, just kind of processing it. So anyway, we're at dinner, and I'm telling my kids, hey guys, school is is no longer. You're gonna have school here at home for the next uh, few months, and I just want to lift up our educators who are working so hard to provide resources and uh different things for us, us as parents to be able to equip our children and anyway i uh we're announcing that i'm talking to this at the table and all the kids are really not paying attention to me uh i'm trying to have a serious conversation with them and this happens often where they're just kind of like just goofy, goofy and silly but towards the end of our conversation one of my daughters uh out of nowhere, it was like, hey, Dad, so what do you think God is trying to teach us during this time? And I was like, uh, I say, uh, you know, and as a dad, you're like, oh, I've got to have an answer. So, you know, I, I whipped up something there and threw it at her, you know, like, well, maybe God's trying to do this. or Maybe God's trying to do this. But that question sort of stuck with me the next few days. And I started thinking about that. What? What is God trying to teach us during this time? And I shared some of what I'm going to share here uh, today with my daughter. But w- what are what is God trying to teach me during this time? These are that's why I want to talk about lessons uh, from quarantine. And I think if God were to speak to me uh, today and he does through his word. But if there was a message that he had for me personally, and I believe he would have for us, it would be two things one thing he would probably say to us is, trust me. Trust me. You know, the whole story of the Bible in the Old Testament is an issue of trusting God. Will we really trust him? God, with, with his people Israel in the Old Testament, these people, this nation that he set apart to be his own people, Um, He actually, the whole story with the Old Testament Israelites is, will they trust him? They would sin. They would not trust God's way. They would try to do things their own way. And they would mess up and they'd get in a mess. And then they'd figure out the consequences of their mess were so, you know, deep and difficult and challenging that they would come back to God and be like, God, save us. And God would say, hey, I'll save you. I'll take care of you. But this time around, trust me. I put these things in place for you so that you would trust me and trust my ways. And and even so, you know as 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 God is forming this new nation in the Old Testament, he actually God is incredible. He actually provides a a, a law for this nation to follow. Um, well, wow, please disregard that. That's like a motorcycle going by the street. That was pretty loud. But anyway, sorry about that, distracted squirrel. Um, the um, uh, the in the Old Testament, God actually in His law provided a few ways. To, for his people to tangibly, visually see their need to trust him. I want to just share about these three real quick, uh, so that we can understand what God, how God, how God is, and what is, how he thinks. So he instituted for his for Old Testament Israel, he instituted the law of the Sabbath. You know, you work six days, and on the seventh day you rest. No work. No, it's illegal to work. No work on the seventh day. This was a this was a way for him to help the Israelites understand that he's going to provide, that he's going to be there for them, that he's going. But what? And you could imagine the Israelites. But what God? I need to work one extra day because I needed to do. No, 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 no. Don't work. Trust me. He instituted the law of the tithe. You know, they had this this. Uh, you know, you would—they they didn't have a, a bank system, and so you, what you would do is you would store uh, all your, your 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 crops and these kinds of things, a tithe of that, and once a year bring it to uh, to the temple, right? And so it was a visual reminder in your home that you don't need all this stuff. In fact, you can give this away and this is actually going to help uh different the Levites and the, the poor and the foreigner and these kinds of things. And so God instituted this thing, this law as, you know, a way to help his people understand, "Hey, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you. Just trust me." Then he talks of, then he instituted another law called the law of the, of gleaning. And I want to read a couple of verses so we understand what this is. In Leviticus chapter 19 it says, When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I Am the Lord your God, but God, I need these leftovers. I need, I need to get everything I can out of my crop. No, 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 no. Leave that for the poor. Leave that for the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. Trust me. These are these are uh, uh, fruit or vegetables that that were you know on the edges of the field and, or, or fallen off, and, and he says, just leave that there, and trust me. I, but God, but God, what if no. I am the Lord your God. Trust me. Deuteronomy says it this way. When you're harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf and do not go back to get it. In other words, if you, cross, if you walk over and you just forgot to pick it up, don't go back to get it. Leave it there for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Again, a constant reminder. Trust me. I'm going to provide. You don't need all of that. You don't need to go after and get all these things. Trust me. Leave it for the foreigner. Leave it for the fatherless. Leave it for the widow and for the one who is in need. And so God institutes these three different laws in the Old Testament for his people to have a visual reminder and understanding. I want to teach you And show you that you are to trust me. You are in every aspect to trust me. I will provide for you. I'll take care of you. Why don't you trust me? Jesus comes on the scene. And he takes everything you know, that we can be anxious about or worried about. And in the middle of a sermon or, or lessons, teachings that he gives, one of the principles he teaches is found in Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to actually read it from the English Standard Version because it uses a word that I think a lot of us are feeling right now. And Jesus says it this way in Matthew six thirty-one: Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? You know, my job situation, our health situation, our grocery situation, our toilet paper situation. God, what about all these different things? He says, don't be anxious. Don't you know? Your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Shelter, food, clothing. Don't you know? See, our issue is, do we really believe that? Jesus is saying, your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Do you and I really trust that and believe that? Another translation uh, that we're normally used to in the the New International Version, it says, therefore, do not worry about these things. You know, don't worry. Uh, The English Standard Version, I like it because we are at a high level right now of anxiety. And in fact, mental health professionals are, are overloaded with therapy sessions right now because of the levels of anxiety, right? So, I love what the English Standard Version says. It says, don't be anxious. Worried about and anxious about what are we going to eat? How are we going to get through? How are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to do? What what if God, But what if something happens here? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? if?" And, And Jesus says, don't. No, 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 no. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need that stuff. Trust me. Trust me. I want to take care of you. I will provide. You know, I think... We have talked a lot about or I feel like I've preached several times on faith in times of uncertainty before the coronavirus pandemic hit and and it's interesting I think I preach that and I talk about it uh, and I think all of us are in different places, and some of us are going through uncertainty at those times and i've talked about it and um, uh, and so we experience that, but a lot of times we're kind of talking about it in like, yeah, that's right, Rube, that's right. We got to trust God. We got to trust God. Well, I think God's actually allowed some of these things that happen to actually push us a little bit more and press the tension a little bit more. Will we trust Him? Will you really trust me? Now we're all in the midst of uncertainty. We're all in the midst of some insecurity. We're all in the midst of different levels of fear or not knowing what's going to happen or everything's changing every day. and, And now we're all feeling different levels of anxiety. And Jesus is telling each one of us, don't be anxious. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things. The question is, will you trust me? And then he says, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to seek first the kingdom of God, meaning the reign of God. Seek him first and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Well, Jesus, you're oversimplifying our whole situation right now. You're, you're kind of not really understanding what we're going through. Can you imagine telling that to Jesus? As he's walking to the cross, carrying his cross, as he's about to die for the for the sins of the world, but God, but Jesus, you don't understand. And Jesus is like, "Don't be anxious about what I'm going through. Seek first the kingdom of God. I'm doing this for you, so that you could seek the kingdom of God." Um, I think a lesson in quarantine that God is maybe trying to get our attention to remember is, "Trust me, trust me." I'm in control. I'll take care of you. I will provide. Uh, This past week, I asked a few people to uh, just, you know, I was was called around. I was like, hey, can you share a a scripture that maybe your family uh, has been clinging on to? or You as an individual have been clinging on to? uh during this time that's been encouraging to you. So I have uh I actually have a few videos here of different uh, uh different people sharing, different families sharing um what what scripture they've been holding on to because I think it's important to see that God's word provides answers. God God's word fills us with faith. We can trust God at what he says. And so I'm gonna show this quick video here and then we'll get on to our uh second thought here. Hi, everybody. Remember us? We're the Granados. I'm Richard,
0: Dana, I'm Lee. and I'm Hayden. And we'd like to share with you a quick scripture that has
2: been helping our family to get through these challenging times.
0: I'm going to read Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Uh, So during this quarantine, it's very easy to look at the negatives, whether it be that we can't see each other, we can't go outside, Um, this virus going around that might be affecting people close to us. Uh, But we should really just make an effort to look at the little things and look at the positives that make this quarantine not so bad. And for our family, that's been able, one of the things is just uh, being able to spend more time together, Uh, whether it be playing board games, uh, watching movies, or just eating dinner together. Um, it's been able to make this um, a better experience. We've been able to you know, connect more as a family. And for me specifically, I know my sister does this too, we've been able to have Zoom meetings with our ministries, uh, whether it be midweeks or Friday events, just to you know stay connected and not feel like we're isolated or alone. Just to have a fellowship with each other and to have some laughs and just really um, spend time with God uh, with our friends. That way we don't feel like we're going at this alone. So I really hope that your family is able to cope with this. And just being able to find the light in these dark times. And always remember that God is with you, and like you're never alone. We oh, are the Matthews, okay? The Matthews. Alright, actually, <laughs> the <it's a> Matthews. <laughs> KGOB is from Matthews, family. James read a scripture that we've been holding last week. So in Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so during this time, we've been trying to practice faith over fear as a family. And how we've been doing that is just praying together, having quiet times together, and still fighting for those relationships by calling each other. And so we encourage you to do the same. We miss you all, and we pray for you all. Bye
2: morning church buenos dias familia i hope you guys are having an incredible day so far the scripture that i wanted to share with you guys that has been an encouragement to my soul and to my family has been romans 4 starting in verse 19 and paul is talking about abraham and it says that without weakening in his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that sarah's womb was also dead but it says yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise that god made But rather, he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what He had promised. And I love that Abraham was not afraid to face the facts. See, right now we are constantly being thrown with all these facts all the time, and it's easy to be filled with doubt, with unbelief, and with uncertainty. But, Church, I want to encourage you guys that just like Abraham faced the facts, I pray that we can face the facts, and that through the facing of the facts. Our faith in God be strengthened the way that Abraham's did I also love that it says that he was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised and it's easy to forget God's promises when things are not turning out the way we hope for them to it's easy to forget God's promises when our loved ones are sick when we've lost a job when we don't know how we're going to get through this month's rent it's so easy the church I hope that all of us can be encouraged by the fact that we serve a sovereign God, that we serve a loving God, that we serve a faithful God who is powerful and is always true to his promises. So let's continue to face the facts. Let's continue to be strengthened in our faith. And remember that we serve a God who is true and faithful. So hashtag face the facts. Hashtag all for the Lord. Love you, church.
0: Hi. Hope you have a great time, and don't get the virus. okay? And I love you.
1: So awesome to hear other uh, people share what they're going through, and I love that last, uh, you know, encouragement from little Roman Cook uh encouraging us there. And I just think, you know, we all miss each other. We all miss gathering together. So it's so good to see each other. And I'm so encouraged by how many different uh, people are holding on to God's word during this time, because he's telling us, trust me. This is a lesson I want you to learn right now that I'm allowing this to I I may be allowing this to happen so that you could trust me. Hey, so what we're going to do this this month of April uh, in the GLB church is we want to have more encouragement like this with video uh, scriptures. And so um, we want to encourage you to take a phone and film, video yourself under one minute, 45 seconds or so, just reading a verse in the Bible that is encouraging you, that's giving you faith during this time. And then you'll send it over to uh, our, our uh, media communications director, Johnny Cook, and he will edit uh, everything. And so what we're going to do starting tomorrow, actually, Monday, is we're going to send out a, a daily video uh, on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram with different members of the GLB church sharing, hey, this is what a scripture that is helping me grow in my faith and trusting God during this time. So please, would love for you to participate uh, and engage with that. And if you have time this week, go ahead and do that and send it over to Johnny. We'll get you in the mix. We have about nine uh, days so far. We need uh, several more to fill up the whole month of April. So please uh, go ahead and send those to Johnny. I'll send a CCB message out to the membership of the church here tonight uh, with his email address. But and I think you put it on the YouTube chat. So anyway, but we want to provide some encouragement on a daily basis so that we can be gr- uh, growing in our faith. I think a lesson God's trying to teach us is, will you trust me? Are you going to trust me during this time? I think the second lesson I was telling my daughter that I think God may be trying to teach us is slow down. Slow down. We started the year off, I did at least, with all these ideas and plans and vision and, and one of my, one of my desires though this year for me personally was I needed a, pace myself a little bit and you know take a uh, let's plan some overnights me and marina and get away here and there or uh, even a personal retreat or something like that just to kind of because i think i ended the year of 2019 sort of just running really fast and i hit a wall and um, i remember starting this year like although i have all these great things i want to try to do this year i'm going to need to pace myself i need to really uh Slow down. And then I never expected that God would just kind of press pause on everything to make the point. Sometimes you just need to slow down. Look at what's around you. Cherish and enjoy the moment in a way. Um, enjoy what you have with you. And, and I, I, Moses is 120 years old, lived to 120 years old, and he wrote, writes this psalm. Uh, it is prayer in Psalm chapter 90. And in the middle of the Psalm, there's this gem. It says, he says here, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You can, you can hashtag that. You can take a picture of that, post it. But I love this gem, this, this, this sentence. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We, li- we live as if we're going to live forever sometimes. So we live to the max, to the, to the limit of our energies and our time. And, and yet God is telling us through Moses, you know, teach, teach me to number my days. Teach me to be wise with the time that I have. Our time is not unlimited. Our time is limited. I need to grow. I need to learn on how, what, what I should be doing with my time. How should I be prioritized? What should I be prioritizing with my limited, uh, my limited time? I like this statement here kind of encapsulating remembering our time is limited provides us with the wisdom to know how to spend our limited time. Knowing that my time is limited gives me the wisdom, teaches me, to know how to spend my limited time. And I want to encourage us during this time of quarantine, like there are some things that we can be doing with our time that can be valuable in our own growth and in our own understanding of what God's trying doing with our lives you know when you think about teach me to number my days my time is limited you know when you're studying when you have an exam next week or you, you know you have a you have a test in a couple of weeks you know when the date is and so you, you back on up and you kind of number how much I need to study every day in order to be ready for that exam I remember when Marina and I were going to get married like we did this thing where we had like okay we have like 50 days left to the wedding. And so we read Psalm 50, then Psalm 49, then kind of a psalm per day until we like got to our wedding day. And so we were numbering our days. And I just want to encourage this, man. Our time is limited. So let's gain wisdom on how to spend our limited time. I wanted to uh, give you some ideas, some thoughts on, on what some practical things that maybe... God is allowing us to slow down so that we can uh, do more of this. Second, Peter, chapter one, verse five says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. And then the, P- the Peter, Peter goes through all these different you know, qualities. And he says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if faith in God. And trusting in God is so important to God. Why not add to it? Why not grow in it? Why not continue increasing in our faith in different qualities? And it says here, you know, in 2nd Peter 1, it says, you know, if you possess these qualities, it talks about goodness, self-control, mutual affection, love, all these different qualities. If you have these qualities in increasing measure, like it's constantly growing, it'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. In your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's interesting, as we've kind of slowed down, um, you know, many of us are as busy or even busier than we were when uh, all this happened. And there's a truth to that. Um, but I do think there is a, an element of, hmm, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Let me realize that my time is limited. And let me understand then how to use that limited time. I would encourage during this time, as things have sort of slowed down a little bit, add to your faith. Grow in your faith. Add to it. Do, do things to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to share a couple of things that, a couple of podcasts maybe that can help, uh, that have helped me uh, some that have helped my wife and, uh, you know, just kind of content that can help you, just some ideas. OK, so uh, one of them that I've been listening to lately is called this the Bama Discipleship Podcast. And basically this guy, Marty Solomon, he goes through the whole Bible from the perspective of a Jew, a Hebrew um, and an Eastern thought versus a Western thought. And he goes, I mean, it's incredible. Um, I, I did. I listened to some of it for the Galatians. Uh, study series that we did recently, but then I just started listening to it from the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, 2, 3. You know, he kind of goes through the creation story in the fall, and in fact, one of the biggest lessons he teaches about the, about the creation story is that we need to trust the story, is that uh, God created different... Uh, actually did it in a certain way so that we would have rest and be able to trust in him. I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but I'm just saying it's an incredible uh, podcast. I'd encourage you to listen to it. Check it out. There's some great things to learn from there. Here's one for women in particular called Woven in Truth. And one of uh, of the sisters, a couple of sisters in the San Diego church uh, have started this podcast, and they interview women from all uh, around the world in our fellowship of churches and uh, and, and just kind of have different conversations about um, faith as a woman. And uh just wanted to encourage you. To, that's a great podcast to check out. And listen. all these are on iTunes and Google Play, so check it out. Another one here that Marina and I actually are doing is called Embrace the Chaos. And we actually did this. Uh, we started this with just the fact that, you know, we don't have a lot of midweek settings here in the GLB church. And so Marina and I were like, you know, let's provide Let's do something to provide some content for our GLB church. And although it says marriage, family and faith, I think some of the principles that we share there are, yes, definitely for the family unit, for the married couple. But uh, I think even as a single person or as a uh, as a college student, you can listen to and gain some wisdom, uh, learn. Uh, about these different things and so i just want to this is actually embrace the cast is actually a, a great way to also share with other friends that you know are going through marriage uh, uh, difficulty or challenges or uh, family just share with them you never know uh, what could happen we've shared this with some of our family members and you know we share some funny stories and these things and stuff like that uh, we're not perfect we're not the experts but it's just something that uh, to provide some, some, some thoughts for us. So, you know, those are three podcasts. just want to encourage you to, to add to your faith. Teach me, Lord. To number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. I think the other thing, too, as we add to our faith that God is allowing us to slow down to do is to focus on our relationships. Hebrews 3.12 says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. I thought that was interesting. As long as it's called today, we don't know if we have tomorrow, but as long as it's called today, we're going to encourage one another daily. See to it. I hope that you are even on our Sunday live stream that you can get on YouTube and, and get yourself on the chat and just kind of encourage your brothers and sisters on the chat. I hope that even on Facebook as we do these live streams that you can encourage one another on the chats. See to it. Being intentional about it. Daily encouragement. That's what we're going to provide these daily devotionals starting tomorrow with uh, different scriptures being read. But what are you doing to build and strengthen Strengthen your relationships during this time. You know, it's been so encouraging to see how, as we've kind of slowed down our gatherings, how God has opened doors to have gatherings in different ways and partner with churches around our international churches of Christ. We had a few weeks ago, the campus ministry had over 1700 people on uh, on YouTube for an international campus devotional. Online. How cool is that? Uh, we had over a thousand single professional singles, having an international singles devotional online. How cool is that? I saw, uh, uh, I've seen different uh, Zoom calls of family groups meeting together over Zoom and videoing each other. And I saw one with the, some of the singles uh, the other night and they were playing charades. On Zoom (laughs) and going back and forth and I just create, just creative ways of seeing to it that we're connected, that we're, that we're in, in each other's lives. Just because we're not gathering doesn't mean we can't connect with each other. And I would encourage to use video conferencing, Zoom, Google Hangouts, uh, whatever the case is, uh, FaceTime to be able to connect with one another. In our church, we talk about intentional relationships, calling them discipling, Relationships, Discipling relationships and discipling times should still be happening when we're able to meet online in this way. Um, the other night, my, my wife and I and our family, we were able to have a family devotional with another family from the Mexico City Church. And so my kids were reading, practicing their Spanish, reading verses in Spanish with them. Their kids were practicing English, reading English, uh, scriptures in English with us. And just a mutual encouragement across countries because we've been able to slow down and be able to have time now to be able to do this. And so I'd encourage you, think of ways this week where you, where God has allowed some of this to happen so that you can encourage one another daily. There can be a daily opportunity for you to send text messages, for you to call somebody, for you to get involved in a video conference with somebody, just to encourage one another in the faith. Don't you think at this point, if if faith is so important to God, if trusting him is so important to him, don't don't you think we all need some encouragement from one another to have that type of faith? Some of us are feeling less faithful. Some of us are feeling more faithful. Some of us are in the middle. So we all need one another to encourage one another in the faith. We're going to communion. And I want to read this, this, this verse for communion to help us with our mindset. What, what's God trying to teach me during quarantine? I think he's trying to tell us to trust him a lot more. To really trust him. Confidence in him. I think he's trying to tell us to slow down a little bit. And, and use your time wisely. Teach us to number. We have limited time. Teach me. Give me the wisdom on how I spend that limited time. Jesus Jesus says this in, in Matthew 11. Says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Church, you've heard me read this so many different times. And, you know, this is kind of a a fundamental verse that I've used to help us as a church even describe our mission to move people towards Christ. Jesus says, come to me. But, but Reuben, what if, Jesus, you know, you're telling Jesus, Jesus, what, what if I don't have money for rent next month? What if I can't get through this difficult time? What about, what about our uh, health workers? What about our, um, you know, uh, what about the government? What about all these different things? And we're so, what about the numbers? And, and we see the stats, and Jesus is saying to you, come to me. Come to me. Seems like you're weary. Seems like you're burdened. I'm going to give you rest for your soul. Learn from me. But, Reuben, what about my kids? And what about their education? And what about. Jesus says, come to me. But, God, do you even. Un... Do you not see what's happening? How could you. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Follow me. You're weary. You're burdened. I'm going to give you rest for your soul. Anxiety comes from within because of our desire to control. An outcome that we may not have control over. And so I would would think Jesus is telling you, slow down, come to me. You're weary. You're burdened. Learn from me. I'm going to give you rest. You're going to find rest for your soul. We're going to pray for communion, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about in this tension that you are experiencing or feeling in the quarantine. What is God teaching you? I think overall, he's saying, slow down, trust me. And I think Jesus is telling each one of us in in a different way, come to me. You're weary. You're burdened. Learn from me. You're going to find rest for your soul. Let's pray. God in heaven, thank you so much for this time to be able to worship you through taking communion. God, I thank you so much for Jesus. I pray that our eyes can be fixed on him as we take the bread, as we take the cup that represents the blood of Christ, the body of Christ, that we can remember you are in control. You are slowing us down to trust you. Father, I pray that we can make decisions this week to come to you, to add to our faith, to encourage one another daily. You are an awesome God. We need you desperately during this time. We say a special prayer for all our health care workers and uh, first responders. We, we say a special prayer for all those who are helping hospitals have phones and electricity and Internet and all the workers that are, that, that are helping right now, Father. We, we pray for all of our educators, God, who are transitioning all of their resources and all their mental energies to provide resources for us online. God, we pray that you'd provide solutions and, and ways out. We pray for those who have lost jobs and are filing for unemployment. God, we pray for all these different needs with the spirit of we will trust you. We will not be anxious because our Heavenly Father, you know what we need. And so we will come to you and find rest our soul a peace that surpasses all understanding in the name of jesus christ we say amen
0: thank you for listening to the greater long beach podcast for more information about our church please visit greaterlongbeachchurch.com